Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello. Hello. I'm sick. Yeah, Ryan and I are both very, very sick. We went to (laughs) visit friends this weekend and to go see Infinity War, and Mm -hmm. their super adorable eight-month-old was very, very sick. So both Ryan and I caught the same cold. (laughs) Like, one time we're together. I don't even think we've been in the same room for, like, what, five or six months? Oh, Christmas. I guess Christmas, yeah. So, oh, yeah, it's May. So, yeah, five five months. No, that's crazy. Yeah, and then the the one day we're in the same room. We both walk away with the same cold so yeah. we were warned though so if someone we were oh, if a we person were. is listening that had, <laughs> uh, it's their child uh we were warned and we were more than happy to to be there because a cute kids are cute even when they're sick and b infinity war is totally exactly, worth it. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and i i don't have a spoiler cast to talk about it but uh go go see that movie while while you still can because the internet is ruining it in droves oh uh, yeah if you if you haven't been on the internet in the last couple of days, it seems like the weekend's over, so we're just gonna pull a meme and uh, have some fun with it. And yeah, yeah, it feels like uh, the normal like one to two week spoiler rule didn't apply this time. I think everyone just really wanted to talk about it. So yeah, there's there's pictures and gifts and all kinds of stuff all over the internet. So just be uh, mindful. That's all. If you yeah, if you haven't already seen Infinity War. I feel really bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're not going to spoil things right no. now. We're going to talk very quickly about a couple of games that we've been playing this week. We're going to keep the show as short as possible while still giving you guys our thoughts on what we're playing because yeah, my voice is as you could probably tell not going to last the whole length of a normal podcast. So, uh Ryan, you had some more time this week in God of War? did i i did my darndest to play more god of war because that is a game that i just can't stop thinking about it it uh it is a game that is that is up there with with other titles like batman arkham asylum and uh the, the new tomb raider games where it's this open world yet linear experience that just constantly drives you forward but still allows you to explore outside of the main quest you know it's it's pushing you in a direction but it's not dragging you in that direction Mm. it's not giving you complete freedom and allowing you to just you know dick off in the corner i don't even know what that means but you know just going around and 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 uh and not doing the main quest and getting lost it's a it's a balance and it's it's a perfect sort of balance for the way i like to play video games which is jump back in after a couple days away make some progress without feeling like I'm getting lost in the weeds, you know? So that's what I did over the last uh, couple days is just kind of, you know, kicked around and, and got a war. And I actually got to a point where they started introducing, I guess, their equivalent of side quests, which okay. um, have been interesting. So I, it, it's based in Norse mythology. So it's, a minor spoiler, but there it's it's all based on on Norse mythology. So if you're familiar, they have the nine realms, and I guess I can say that there are multiple realms that you visit, which is kind of a neat twist on the God of War. Sort of, you're in Greece, you're gonna fight people in in like palaces and ruined kingdoms in the old ones, but in this one, you know, you start off in a in a Norse you know snowfield mountain type area. And, and then you go through, you go to Midgard and you travel to 
elf land i don't remember what it's called but there <laughs> there are there are elves and uh that was kind of neat and it introduces a whole new uh section of lore and characters uh, and enemies to fight which was which was really neat but when i got out of there it was like oh here's a couple side quests that you can do and and now you can kind of ex- you can continue on the main quest or you can explore and i think one of the cool things that the developer or uh the game director said was there's no doomsday clock in this one um which i know you i heard that and i thought oh jocelyn would really appreciate that because there's no ticking clock in the background you're trying to bring your wife's ashes to the top of the mountain but there's no countdown you you do it at your own pace at, at your own safety but if you want to go explore on a side quest to get resources for your quest like it's it's no you're not putting anything else off no one else is mm-hmm. in danger you're you're doing this for yourself and for your and for your family um but there's no time limit it's not like the mountain's gonna explode if you don't get her ashes to the top um so and i thought that was often, kind of yeah and you're right because that's often a big kind of put off for me when it comes to games is that like i it either totally alters my play style or I just I just don't go get into the game in the first place because I hate the feeling of like go 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 the universe is going to explode but also help this random farmer collect all his chickens like yeah. it just for me it often um creates this like really weird dynamic within questing in a game like you have to do a certain number of side quests and they often feel really trivial considering you're supposed to be the big main hero that's like going for like going to save the universe and stuff so like they have to kind of balance that you getting stronger as a character alongside the fact that the universe is ending and so many games at least from my perspective really fail at that and uh so yeah the fact that there is no i mean even like horizon in a way like probably is the best example of a game that i've played lately because like they don't tell you all of the stuff right at the beginning, like the game opens up a little bit more as you progress. So you don't really know what the big doomsday thing is going to be until you mm-hmm. get pretty far into the game. And I really, I think that's why Horizon just resonated with me so much as a gamer is because like I like that style of gameplay where like I keep thinking I know what the end goal is going to be, but then I get there and then it opens up further. So mm-hmm. I think that that was a really good example of storytelling at least the way i enjoy my storytelling as opposed to like mass effect 3 where it's like oh my god the reapers are gonna kill everybody Mm -hmm. go 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 and alter your play style as a result and so if god of war is a little bit more like it basically just doesn't have that kind of uh, world ending mechanic but still feels compelling enough to drive the story forward that's really interesting to me yeah I think, you know, there's a lot of positive things about this game, but the the thing to warn you about is the combat might turn you away a little bit and then it, it and when people compare it to Dark Souls or even Breath of the Wild in that you're you're a beefy dude, you're going to take some hits. You know, that's fine. If you d- miss a combo or miss a dodge, you can take the hit. I mean, you are a god of war. So mm. that's fine. 
But early on in the game, if you were to pick it up or, or Matt were to pick it up and you were to give it a shot, early in the game, you are limited to, you know, your your quick swing and your heavy swing to knock people up into the air. And then you've also got Ar- Arteus, who is your son. And if you mash square, he'll shoot his bow. Early on, it's very basic in, in what you're doing. Uh, but as the game goes forward, you add new combos, you're adding new skills, new layers to the combat. And, and you can even see in the skill upgrade where you're spending XP that there's even levels as I'm going forward and I'm 10 hours in. So there's still like moves and stuff to unlock and explore. So the combat's very deep and, and very, and, and varies as it goes, but it is very, it feels kind of clunky at the beginning and that you are this big dude and you're just, you, you can choose to use your fists and your shield, or you can use the giant ax on you, on your, in your hands. I don't even think we talked about it last week, but the the axe has such this really cool mechanic where you can hold the the left trigger and basically aim and throw the axe and mm. and it like like tomahawk like goes right into people's heads <laughs> and it's just and it freezes them which is also super satisfying if you get a critical hit the axe like Im- impales into them and then they freeze <laughs> and that and that like it's kind of like in World of Warcraft where you're um all that comes to mind is CC but what what is it you're um like you're sheeping them but you're you're not crowd control yeah you're, you're yeah yeah oh you're... okay i was like when you said cc i was like does he know what it stands for or is he trying to remember the name i'm trying to remember what it stands for so yeah crowd yes, control crowd so control. you can like when you have a a group of enemies come at you you can take your axe you could throw the axe into one dude and freeze him that puts them in a, a stasis for a little bit and then you can focus on the other guys you kind of beat them up so combat at the beginning feels a little like button mashy and that you're you know you're swinging your axe and and you're maybe knocking them up so you're you can cue in some arrows as well but as it goes forward you get to learn these new you know mechanics and new ways of dealing with enemies and and yeah when you throw that axe you just like tap this the triangle button and that thing just like comes right back to you and and you slams into your hand and it feels it's so satisfying like thor yeah exactly like thor uh, although n- not as good looking, I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, two eyes, spoiler alert. But, um, well, anyways, uh, yeah, so in this, uh, it's it's a lot of fun when you when you throw that axe. And, and oftentimes you're doing it for puzzles as well. Uh, and it's, it's just another layer in this game that is really, really awesome. But yeah, the combat at the beginning might throw you off a little bit and that it is very... It feels a little clunky at, at the beginning, I, I will admit. But as you get used to it, it starts to really, really build. Mm. Um, so you got to kind of give it a, a, a bit of a chance. But in the first hour, it did feel a little little clunky But as you, as you get going. But um, I got to say, this game, I just went through a, a story path and experience. I think I've played a lot of video games. And I think this game, it's going to be weird to say, but I think this game is probably the best portrayal of a father-son sort of relationship, like back and forth. Like it's not a good relationship, but it's a good portrayal of a... A, a dynamic? Yeah, of a dynamic, of a certain relationship between a father and son. Like it's, it, they don't, you know, his son loves him. But, you know, resents him for not being around so much like, you know, his his mother died. And oftentimes he'll say like, oh, I wish it was you or you don't understand. And there's like they're mourning differently as well. I mean, he's he's this old God uh, who, who's been through some shit and, and he's a young kid who 
doesn't know as much as as his father does and it's it's interesting to see that dynamic and they play it off really well and usually with kid actors they don't i mean let's just face it they don't do so well sometimes this kid whoever he is they've really nailed the performance between him and uh kratos it's it's really superb i i think i'm trying to think of another game that has really captured that and i can't I can't think of one, you know, uh, which is weird to say because this is a God of War game. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad that it's uh, continuing to evolve as you get more and more time into it. I mean, that that tends to be the case, right? Mm-hmm. But I like that the, they don't just kind of throw all the combat at you at once and that it, it is kind of getting more and more complicated. That sounds like it's keeping your interest, which uh, which can be hard to do. <laughs> Yes. Not saying that you don't stay interested. I just mean gamers in general. Uh, it can be hard to to keep that level of interest up just because mm-hmm. there's so much in the gaming space right now. Like we were actually just having this conversation. Um, I think it might have been in our um, raid chat about um, Sea of Thieves specifically. And oh, it's yeah. like Sea of Thieves is a is a great game, but it just like it's so grindy that it feels like it's hard to justify going in and spending the time to do that big crazy long grind and even like supplying your ship at the beginning and and the travel time and everything like it makes it so it's not the sort of thing you can just jump in and jump out of really quickly so uh it's it becomes very hard to find the time and justify the time to play sea of thieves when there's so much else going on in gaming right now like there's so many great titles coming out that it just like it could be hard for games to to hold your attention. So I'm glad that you found God of War and you're really enjoying it and mm-hmm. and sticking with it through through the whole story. So it's still um it's something I think I'm gonna wait on to see uh just you know grab it at a discount at a later date sort of thing because it does seem like the kind of thing I want to play before the end of the year because from what mm. you've described it definitely seems like game of the year contender and a lot of people have said that about it. So. Uh, for me, it's just again, like like I said about Sea of Thieves, it's hard to justify the time because there's so much stuff going on, and especially with the next game we're going to talk about, which is Hearthstone. Um, mm-hmm. But we're going to talk about it from Ryan's perspective, not mine. You guys hear enough of my perspectives on <laughs> Hearthstone, so we're going to talk about it from Ryan's perspective. But especially with Hearthstone just releasing a new expansion, um, I just don't really have the time for for something as intense and as long as god of war i'll have to wait until the summer like before bfa launches i'll have to wait and i can do it sometime around there when everything else slows down a little bit (laughs) Mm. it it is a big game i mean it's uh 18 hour we were just talking about this in the discord someone was looking to play it with a friend over the long weekend and it's an 18 hour game to complete the main story 50 hours for the completionist and really, like, if you're, like, you know, bearing down the path, sure, 18 hours, that's still a long game. But there's a lot to explore in this game. And there's a lot of open areas where they actively encourage you to, to go. And there's trackable side quests. And it's like, you'll get lost in this game in a, in a good way. So, yeah, trying to fit it in with Hearthstone and uh, all the other stuff that's going on right now, uh, it's probably probably best to wait and i'm sure it'll go on a discount i know a few people have mentioned waiting uh spring is usually when they'll discount or i guess summer now is mm-hmm. when they'll discount these type of type of titles so yeah. yeah uh so you did get some time in with hearthstone in this mm-hmm. last week and i'm excited to hear what you think about monster hunt because uh this yeah. mode launched so the actual expansion launched two weeks ago but monster hunt came out last thursday 
And uh, it's very, very similar to Dungeon Run, except for instead of having to beat it with all nine classes, there are now four unique heroes that you go in and play with. And it's kind of this, they've married the concept that they tested in the arena a little while ago, which was dual classes. So you are classified as a rogue, a hunter, a warrior, or a mage, but then you get cards from other classes. So like the hunter hero is offered druid cards as well. And the warrior, uh, actually I can't remember what any of the other pairings are. I'm totally blanking right now, but hunter and druid is the one that sticks out to me. Um, but then you also have a different hero power that you don't normally have in the game. So there's one hero power that lets you rewind the turn. There's one hero power that lets you summon a, a rushing minion. There's another one that allows you to shoot cannons, which I thought was the coolest one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really it's different enough from the original dungeon run, but uh, still very much the same vein. Like you still get treasures. You still build your deck three cards at a time every time you beat a boss and, and everything else. There are 40 unique bosses in this um, event so, or I guess in this mode. So it is uh, it is not just like you're taking these four new heroes into dungeon run. The monster hunt is is separate. And then there's uh, once you beat it with all four heroes, there's another section that opens up where you go after Hagatha, who is like the witch of the witchwood. So right. since you've uh, since you're like kind of one of those in and out Hearthstone players and, you know, like this single player stuff has been like your bread and butter throughout the whole Hearthstone experience. What did you think of Monster Hunt? Um, yeah, I, I've been playing for the last couple of days. It surprised me. It kind of came out of nowhere. Um, it just goes to show how much I pay attention to <laughs> to Hearthstone. And I, I like all Blizzard properties, but I know Hearthstone is just not one of those games I'm, I'm going to get actively engaged in uh, on the ladder. I just don't have enough time to, to devote to it. But with Monster Hunt, the fact that it, it it's a free sort of mode that builds the decks for me where i liked dungeon run is it built the decks for me but it lost its appeal just due to the fact that i was playing with the with the built-in classes and, mm. and it felt like um looking back at it and having played monster hunt it felt like i was just kind of it was all practice mode you know it was fun to do the mon or see the bosses and stuff and, and go through the dungeons but after a while it felt a little a little old now with Monster Hunt and the fact that they've added these unique classes, I think that's where I'm really, really enjoying it. Is I know there's only four, but I, I wonder how quickly those will get old. But you're right, like the canon one has really been a lot of fun and, and introduces the sort of weird mechanics that I liked from the single player adventures, you know, where you're mm. you're you're manipulating uh, where your cannon is pointing by summoning minions and kind of pushing the cannon around to get maximum effort. Because I found that if you kind of position it between two minions uh, opposite to the enemy, it'll shoot two cannons, two cannonballs, which is nice. Yeah, it basically uh, works like the chess sure. game in Karazhan. So that was one of the single player adventures from a couple years back now. And uh, there was a chess event where the chess pieces that you put on your board, you couldn't like run them into things like normal minions. They just mm -hmm. uh, dealt their attack damage to whatever minions were across from them. So it was this giant chessboard thing. And you're right, when they were perfectly lined up, they would deal their damage just to one. But if they were offset, so if there's like 
you know, one minion on the opponent's side and two on your side, both would damage it. Stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah, it's um, it's it was a really interesting mechanic. I one shot it with the cannoneer, so I, I felt like it was a little bit um, oh. easy. But uh, yeah, it's still like I mean, I'm I'm glad that you're enjoying it and you feel like it's a little bit more playable because it is so different from anything else you can play. You're right. The dungeon run did get kind of old kind of quickly just because you were playing with classes that you always play with. So mm -hmm. the the mix and match, I loved. I don't play a lot of arena, and I really, really liked when they brought in the dual class arena. It was like a limited time event, and I found that was really fun. So you would like choose your first class, and that's the hero power you would get, and then you would choose your second class, and then you would be offered a mixture of those two classes' cards to build your deck with. And mm. it was really, really, really fun. And actually, the the one that I liked the most was funny enough, a combination of Hunter and Druid, which is probably why the Huntmaster from Monster Hunt sticks out in my head so much is because it's a combination of two classes I think go really well together. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think I was even, so I, I played a little bit of Fire Emblem Heroes on stream and then I played Hearthstone because I was like, oh, I want to check out this Monster Hunt. And, and a lot of folks were surprised like, oh, is it, uh, well, actually Josh, I was talking to you in the chat room and he's like, oh, this is out and it's free. And it's like, yep, it's free. You just jump in, you play it, which is a nice addition Although I have to say that as someone who used to give Blizzard money for <laughs> Hearthstone content, um, they're not getting any money from me anymore because I'm, mm -hmm. I can't support them through, through single-player content. And this is an issue I had with Fire Emblem Heroes where I wanted to support the game, but uh, it was a different incident where... Um, it was too expensive, I, I yeah. felt, to buy orbs in Fire Emblem Heroes. But it's a similar issue here where with Hearthstone, I'm playing your game and I would love to support it. Even if you said like, okay, the base of Monster Hunt is free, but we'll offer like an expansion mid, like a mini expansion in between the two card expansions where you maybe get an extra couple heroes and we add... Um, a new wing or something to the monster hunt and instead of the the witch woods it's uh you know the the witch cemetery i don't know but something <laughs> something like to add on to it i don't know maybe i don't get i get the sense that they're really not interested in monetizing their single player content anymore and no they've actually said they're not doing that anymore mm -hmm. so they're basically releasing single player content with each expansion that comes out but it's going to be like you're never gonna have to pay for it but the flip side of that is that there's also never going to be any rewards tied to it which is for a lot of the like more serious hearthstone players who play daily if not daily then weekly sure. a lot of them are saying like look i'm trying to build up my collection to play either wild or standard like arena is the only other mode where your collection doesn't really matter and uh so they're basically like well i'm trying to build up my collection so why would i spend a lot of time playing a mode that doesn't reward me because like even the rewards that you do get, you get uh, a quest to defeat 10 dungeon or sorry, 10 monster hunt bosses per, per class. Uh, hero. Yeah, per class. And then once the, and that rewards one pack of cards and then once which is essentially the same as 100 gold. Right. So right. you get max 400 gold for defeating, you know, 40 bosses in monster hunt. And then once you're done that they're one-time only quests they don't pop up over and over again so um i that's just and you also can't finish your quests in that mode or in um in dungeon run which i think is also something that could help like there's times where 
I get like play 30 warrior class cards and I'm like, well, I don't really want to play warrior on ladder. So I'm just never going to do this quest. And mm. they would be really nice if I could, you know, kill two birds with one stone, go play monster hunt, have some fun and, you know, do my quest at the same time. Because, yeah, I find it really hard to uh, to justify spending my Hearthstone time playing a mode that doesn't help me build my collection. So yeah. that's that's been the, the criticism since Dungeon Run was initially released last year. And Monster Hunt is just like a reimagining of the same sort of concept. And so still then by default has a lot of the same problems because they didn't change anything about the way the mode actually works. They They just gave new bosses and new heroes right so yeah. but the mode still it works exactly the same it, you're right it is the exact same and and i think um i don't want to sound cynical but blizzard's blizzard's really good at selectively listening to their <laughs> audience in that when you, you'll have people screaming that there's no rewards and this is why it makes sense to add rewards and we've talked about this before uh but it's just it's really that is frustrating, and ultimately what it means is I'll play Monster Hunt until I get sick of it, or until I've talked about it on the Gamers Inn and then never touch it again, <laughs> you know? And that's unfortunate, because I am enjoying playing Hearthstone again. I'm, I've been playing on the iPad, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, it is what it is, but I would imagine in the, in the near future, like, are they going to create like a new single player mode every three or four expansions or cause I, I don't know what they do to, to the dungeon run formula in the next expansion to, to make keep it, it fresh. different enough. And yeah. yeah. To keep it fresh. It, it, it'll be interesting to see because the mon monster hunt has set up this precedence where it's like, Oh, your this is your new this single is player what single player hearthstone looks like you know, yeah even though after you know when you when you said you were changing your adventures over to and this is a brand new thing called dungeon run i didn't get the sense when they announced dungeon run that this was going to be their new formula but then with monster hunt yeah it, it's clearly what they're working with mm -hmm. um and i it wouldn't surprise me though if at some point they just quietly say we're not doing single player anymore you know uh, <laughs> It, it, well, they they did do that when they said that they were going to stop doing adventures. And then I think that um, they did listen to the community because mm. the community was really upset. And so we did have one expansion that had no single player content. Oh. Um, and then, they, well, they, they kind of announced, they basically said like, yeah, okay, we're going to do single player content again, but there won't be any for, I think... Um, Angoro was the one that didn't have any single player content. And then they were like, okay, but you know, frozen throne, you'll be able to go up against Arthas. Then they brought in dungeon run. So hmm. there is, um, yeah, there was one, uh, expansion that didn't have any single player because I think they intended to just cut single player hearthstone and not make it a thing anymore. And oh, the community wow. was like, wait, what? <laughs> but we like single player hearthstone sometimes. So, uh, so yeah, it, but um, the thing is, with the with the other single player stuff, it felt more rewarding in the dungeon or in the um, adventures because you unlocked cards with each boss that you defeated that then went yeah. straight into your collection, right? So again, that to me is the is kind of the disconnect here that you know three or four packs for for Monster Hunt just isn't as rewarding as it possibly or potentially could be because, like you said, they're a company that used to get money out of you, right? Right. So what they're doing right now is they're giving you a mode that's getting you interested in Hearthstone again. You're, you're in the game, you're excited, but then there's a real big disconnect between monster hunt, which is getting you excited and the rest of the game, 
because you can't do the thing that you're excited about and also build up your collection. So the jump for you as a yeah. player who's been away for a while, going back into ranked play, it's just way too big. And there's no way for you to kind of like gain rewards doing the single player stuff to then ease your transition back into whether it's arena, which costs gold, or if it's, you know, playing on the ladder one way or another, you don't have the, co the collection to compete right now. And you also don't have any way to gain the cards. So it's just it's a really big jump for you and for players like you. So I think they've I think they've made a mistake here, but it doesn't sound like it's a mistake that they're willing to correct because they don't want people or at least their excuse has been that they don't want people to feel like it's the best way to or they don't want it to be exploitable. They don't want people to feel like they have to do single player content. Um, and yeah, they don't want people to feel like it's the best way to get anything. Hmm. Uh, so gold or cards or whatever. Um, but I feel like there's got to be a way to balance the rewards of Monster Hunt with the other game modes. I don't see why. Although, like, unless their their point is single player is easier. But still, if you think single player is easier and faster to get through, then just make it slightly less rewarding than going on the PvP ladder. Like, I don't... I think yeah. there's got to be some compromise here, but they don't seem very interested in, in it at all. Which I think is unfortunate, because if there was a stepping stone for you, you're the kind of person that if you were really enjoying Hearthstone, you might actually go in and drop 20 or 30 bucks on new cards from the new expansion, especially right now, right after the rotation where the card pool is the smallest that it ever is. Yeah. Um, this is a good time to get back in. You're back in to monster hunt, but it's just that barrier to entry is so high that there's no point really in you making that jump to giving them money. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, and, and maybe I'm too far gone and maybe not, I'm not the best example, but I'm sure there are folks out there that are interested in, in jumping back in and, and looking at that opportunity. I, I mean, I always look at the free to play game that I'm uh, currently playing every day, which is Fire Emblem Heroes. And I find that where they have been very good in my mind to free to play players is that they will constantly give away free units, you know, and you have the possibility of upgrading those units and all that fun stuff, but they're still giving away a free unit twice a month, if not, you know, at least once a month. And those units aren't the greatest, but they're still units that you can use to build out your, your arsenal. And sometimes you get lucky, they'll give you a really good one. And I think that goes a long way to keeping you know, people satisfied and also giving new players something to build upon their collection, like to, to keep going. And I think that for me, that's the biggest thing is if Monster Hunt, when you complete the whole thing, was not just a card back, but, you know, a, a legendary card. It's not the greatest legendary card, but it's something you can add to your collection. Well, and... they could root like Hagatha, the yeah. Witch of the Witchwood is actually a legendary shaman hero. Right. It's Shaman was the only one that got a hero card in this expansion and it was Hagatha. So, I mean, if like that would be a perfect reward, give you Hagatha when you complete the monster hunt yeah. and then you have either dust if you don't want to play Hagatha or you potentially could go, oh, hey, is there a Shaman deck that makes use of Hagatha? How can I use this card? I maybe I'm going to drop. 20 bucks get some more packs and see if i can't build a deck like again with the you know stepping stones the little bit of help from the single player into um the pvp stuff i just i think that they're that's the big miss with me with this single player content that they've been doing um i i preferred 
the um, the old adventure style, even yeah. when they did the old adventure style with Arthas, where it was just a whole bunch of bosses. And once you beat the wing, you got a pack. I thought even that was more entertaining and more fun, like building yeah. your own full decks with a strategy to counter a boss. Because like my my big problem with Monster Hunt from an actual gameplay standpoint is that you choose your treasures and you choose your cards before you know what boss is coming up next. I really um, wish you could know your bosses ahead of time or something so you could try to like look at all eight bosses and figure out a strategy that would be best for that run because I mean that's what you do in World of Warcraft when you go into a raid you don't go into a raid blind the bosses don't change every time like you come in with a strategy and uh, my big problem is like I might choose what I think is really strong like say I get a choice of like three minions or three spells I choose the spells because the spells are really powerful. Then I go up against a boss that heavily punishes spell decks. And I'm like, well, crap, had I known, I would have picked the three minions or vice versa, you know, but you don't know. And then you feel really, really punished for what basically is just, you know, random chance. So yeah. uh, that's my big problem with just the kind of order of operations of both Dungeon Run and Monster Hunt is I feel more frustrated than mm. <laughs> like smart. <laughs> pretty often just based on what random uh, bosses I come up against. And that just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so. and I, I think for me, you know, having just jumping into play just to just to enjoy a, a card game, maybe that's where this mode is more of a hindrance to to converting me because it is this treadmill that I'm never going to, you know, I'm never going to catch up on or it's, it's this never ending trail that is like, <laughs> when am I going to get to the, the the end, which is me graduating to the real game, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, let's say it is what it is. The real game of Hearthstone is the latter, you know, yeah. uh, is progression, not Monster Hunt. Monster Hunt is, is a path towards that, or at least that should be the idea. Yeah. And if if the game is set up in a way for, you know, infinite replayability, well, how do you how do you get off that teat? I don't know. Like you just <laughs> <laughs> all words today. Uh <laughs> Uh, you, it, it it is what it is you know and and maybe i'm just a a weird apple who's just not going to convert and and we just should maybe stop having that conversation but i'm i'm really well, interested to see what hearthstone does at the next expansion because i think that will spell the the, the true future, the future of single yeah. player content because this this was an experiment they even delayed it two weeks after the expansion to see probably what people's reactions were to there, you know, there being this focus on the ladder and, and the new cards. Well, I think it, I think that was more of a server stability choice mm. because uh, when Dungeon Run launched, it was uh, kind of a mess. Oh, so did, oh I didn't know I think, that. Yeah, it, launching the expansion and Dungeon Run on the same day was just, I think, too heavy of a load. So I think that's why they delayed it oh. a little bit. Um, I think two weeks was probably a little bit much, but, you know. I, it's still fine. Um, but I think you, you mentioned maybe we should just stop having the conversation. <laughs> and I think that um, that is probably the most important conversation to have when it oh. comes to talking about Hearthstone. Because like you're basically the perfect example of the player they want to come back and spend money, right? Mm -hmm. You have played Hearthstone in the past. You used to you know, play on the ladder. They need a way to draw you back in make you interested and make you spend money again. Like that's how Blizzard is going to make their money with Hearthstone. So I think like it, I mean, may not be the most important conversation for you and I to have, but I think it's probably the number one conversation being had at Blizzard. It has to be. Blizzard is a company. They want to make money. 
So they want to know how to convert their non-paying customers to paying customers. Like they already get my money. Yeah. Like my path through Hearthstone probably doesn't matter to them at all because realistically they know I'm invested. They know I have a full collection or close to. They know I'm going to pre-order every single time because I've shown that over the years. I'm not the one they're interested in at all, which yeah. they've also proven. And that's a whole nother conversation, but they've proven <laughs> that time and time again. But the people that they're interested in are either straight up new players or players who are returning after a very long absence, which almost makes them new players, essentially. So yeah. I think it's it's got to be the number one conversation being had over at Team 5. It's just the way it is. And so True. I don't think that we should stop having the conversation no. because I think you're input is like way more important than mine <laughs> well i guess in that case i will say that i haven't noticed anything that they're doing to kind of like push me back yeah. like i think the pre-order is nice uh but i don't want to drop 50 dollars on yeah. a game that um you know it's like a, a random this chance feels of, like a gamble to you right it, it is a whether gamble. you're gonna enjoy it or not yeah it's it's a random chance of getting the cards i need to net deck because i don't i'm not <laughs> i don't know how to play the game anymore because it's all new cards and, and it is for everybody and and i think um that's where i stand is that like i don't need them to give me a deal on cards i need them to give me a way to be more comfortable with the cards and i think monster hunt's getting there but there needs to be some you know uh correlation between monster hunt and the other it, it shouldn't feel like a separate experience mm -hmm. to the point where i'm getting four four card packs and and a card back and that's it like that's yeah that's a challenge to 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 rise up to but it's not this converting mode that they're looking for and and, and maybe they maybe they are just trying to make a fun mode for everyone to play and it's their gift to gamers but I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the future because I sort of, the only reason I pay attention is because it's Blizzard and it sort of, you know, you know, floats to the top in terms of gaming news. But if this were not a Blizzard trading card game, you know, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't, it wouldn't even It wouldn't cross be the on feet. your radar. No, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's, I always look forward to what Hearthstone does next, but uh, more and more I'm finding that it's like, oh my gosh, there's a new expansion already? Didn't one mm -hmm. just come out last week? It's like, it's May. Whereas everyone who's actually playing and following Hearthstone is like, oh my god, next expansion now, please. <laughs> yeah, because I guess the last one would have been around BlizzCon, right? Or am I... Yep. Which seems crazy far away. Like, that's six months, is it not? Uh, yeah, it was out in uh, December, I think. That's if crazy. If I recall correctly, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so sorry guys. I know uh, that was probably a lot of Hearthstone talk, but no, 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 uh, good. Uh, yeah. So what I've been playing this week, other than obviously Hearthstone, is uh, I got a code for the new game called Murderous Pursuits, which uh, is apparently like the third iteration on the same sort of idea from the same developers. So Murderous Pursuits is made by the guys who made the ship which I never played, but apparently there was like the ship, the ship two, and now they've come out with murderous pursuits. And the idea oh. is there's a few different maps, but basically what you do, and I, I totally didn't realize this at first, but it is, um, you can play against AI, but it is mostly a multiplayer game. And I think there are either eight or 10, I can't remember, uh, quote unquote, real people, but uh, there's no name tags. 
and there's a whole bunch of NPCs that are on like that are on each map with you. It's, each map is two levels. And the idea is there are these spaces on like in each map with like a dotted line around them on the floor and they're called vignettes. And the idea is you have a target, but you're not told exactly who they are. You're just given like a radar on top of your screen. So the closer you get to your target, the bigger the green will become until finally it says like your targets nearby, which basically means they're in the same room as you. And you're also being hunted. So you are someone's target. So there's a whole bunch of basically decoy NPCs all over the ship. And when you stand in one of the vignettes, you start doing an NPC animation. So you can essentially like hide in plain sight. So the idea is you have to find and kill your target before you are hunted. Hmm. And depending on there's five different weapons and each you're you're trying to impress this uh kind of like faceless entity guy he's like this this godfather kind of character and you're trying to uh basically like build up favor with him so like the faster you kill your target and there's five different weapons each weapon is worth a different number of favor points so at any given time like the the weapons will change so like my favor will be different than someone else's favor. So like he might want to see me kill with a revolver the most and a knife the least. And then so once I get my kill with a revolver, my favor will change and it'll tell me like a different weapon that'll be worth the most points. So hmm. you have to scour the ship looking for the weapon. But the longer you're walking around, the less points you get because you have like an exposure level. And so you want to be as hidden as possible when you're getting your kills and stuff. So there's a lot of different kind of things to um, manage, I guess. As you, so you have to kind of like move around the ship trying to find your target while looking the most like an NPC that you possibly can. And uh, it's it's a really, really cool concept. And I never played the ship, so it, it is totally new to me. But um, that that's like the biggest comment of everyone online talking about this game is basically just that, you know, it, it's a reimagining of the ship. It's in a new engine and, and everything else. But it's it's really cool. And it's all built in like this Victorian era sort of uh, aesthetic, which I love. It's another like I played um, the freezing game Frostpunk last week, yeah. which was, you know, the 1880s. And this is another 1880s Victorian England type game. So it's uh, it's super, super fun. But uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. I think the uh, the biggest thing for me is like I went on and I played some games against the AI to get kind of a handle on it. Uh, the AI in the game, they're actually not bad. I think even in my AI games, I usually ended up about like halfway on the leaderboard because there's a leaderboard that it's a timed thing. So each match is like 10 minutes long. So at the end of 10 minutes, your favor score is tallied. So when you get a kill, you're assigned a new target. So, and then um, sometimes if you're near the high end of the leaderboard, then you'll be assigned as like two people's targets. So you have two people hunting you while you hunt one person. So it's like has a like almost like a catch up mechanic built into it. Um, so anyways, there's this 10 minute long round. And at the end, I was usually around halfway on the leaderboard. So I usually ranked somewhere between like four and six in terms of my overall favor points for my kills and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, so so the AI seems to, to be half decent. 
And uh, but the big problem is that the it's a small indie title. I think it might be 20 or 25 bucks and uh, might actually be a little bit more because I think some people were complaining about the price. But um, it, it does feel really polished. It doesn't feel buggy, but it is an indie title. So the actual player base seems really small right now. Um, when I was playing, so I guess it launched on Tuesday. I played it yesterday, hmm. and my like quick play match had three real people in it and seven AI. So like basically, what they do is they they wait a, a certain queue time, like a minute or two, and then if you don't have enough real players, they'll just fill your match with AI. And like I say, the AI was was still decent. When I played with real people, I think it was like. Maybe uh, the guy that won, another guy, me, a couple of um, a couple of AI, and then another person. Like there, sorry, I mean, there, so there might have been four of us. But anyways, there was more AI than real people in the match, which kind right. of felt weird. Uh, so, but you can play it with your friends. You can create a private lobby. So that's where I think it is really going to shine. Like I would love to do this on a game night and get like five or six of us in there. And even if you have to throw in the AI, you don't notice the AI as much because, uh, like I said, the whole ship is full of a bunch of NPCs and you get punished if you attack an NPC, like an actual NPC, or even if you attack a person that isn't your target. So you have to like really narrow down exactly who your target is mm. using your little radar thing. I and see, uh, I could see it being a lot of fun with friends uh in a game night fashion where mm -hmm. where you're where you're all so when you're given your target obviously it would just be like you know um, uh, an agreement is not to look at the stream because then you'd, you'd see jocelyn's target and then know to to avoid a certain character but well but this is the thing you you can't avoid a certain character because when you're given a target and this this wasn't really explained to me like i said this is the third iteration of this game from this developer right so um i there were are a couple of things one thing i still don't know how to do but a couple of things that i i didn't really kind of understand and uh in my first match, I was kind of waiting to see like uh, to be given like a character portrait or a name or a something. And it doesn't give you any of that. Um, all it gives you, like I said, is the radar at the top. So um. it'll tell you um, if you're on the same floor as your target or not. And then it'll tell you it's basically kind of like a compass. So there's like a little green dot when you're uh, when your target is really far away and the closer you get the bigger the dot gets. So it becomes like a long line that'll cover more and more of your compass. And so you kind of have to turn yourself so you're facing the green and then walk and then try to, to kind of navigate behind your target and to find your target. And then that's also how you try to figure out who they are. Hmm. And then when you're in the same room as them, though, you lose the compass ability. So you can't just look around the room to see which target it is. It'll just tell you like, bam, you're in the same room and there might be five different characters in that room. So then you have to like, this is the time when you might like join a vignette and, you know, like start playing the fiddle or something, wait until someone else moves and then see if your target icon goes away. And if it says like, oh, you're not in the same room anymore, then you know who your target is. So there's a lot uh. of like deduction like that. Like it's not just straight up, like kill the guy in the blue coat. Um, Huh. There is a lot to it. And this whole time, you're also being hunted. So 
you don't want to give away even that you are a real person because the NPCs will do the same thing that you're doing. They'll walk around the ship. They'll move from one vignette to another, you know, so it's not even clear usually unless because uh, the NPCs, the real NPCs will never run. Actual players can run like can sprint. Right. So if you ever see somebody sprinting, then, you know, that's a real person, but they may or may not have anything to do with you at that given point in time. And because there are so many NPCs, all the NPCs on the ship, there's like, I want to say eight different character aesthetics that you can choose. Each of those different aesthetics has like four different color options that you can um, unlock. So like different dresses and hat colors and things like that. And then the NPCs that populate the ship are made up of all of those different NPCs Mm -hmm. and color variations. So you can't even necessarily say like, oh, I know that that woman is a character model that's played by real people like all the npcs are the same character models so um there's a lot of different stuff that they do to make it very difficult to tell who's a real player and who isn't and uh, i think it's it's done quite well it's a really interesting engine and uh i Mm -hmm. did enjoy it quite a lot so but like i say i think it'd be way more fun because we could like sit in discord and all talk because it's not like I get a thing that pops up that says, oh, Ryan Murphy's my new target. Like, I have no idea if I'm hunting you or not until literally I kill you. And then it pops up and says, Joss plays killed Ryan. So you literally have no idea who's hunting you and and who's being hunted. So like we could all sit on discord and like be talking and even say like, oh, man, like my target just got away. Like and you might be able to put that together because it'll tell you when your hunter is really close too. So it basically tells you like when to hide almost and when to try to be less obvious. And uh, so, I mean, I could be like, oh, man, my target just got away. And you could be like, yeah, I just got away from my hunter. And then it'd be like, oh, Jocelyn's hunting for Ryan. Right. But, you know, like the the chances of that are few and far between because there's so many um, people in each match. Like it's a 10 player match, whether you fill it with uh, AI or not. So. It's it's actually really, really fun and not what I was expecting. Um, I don't know what I was expecting. Maybe kind of like a Carmen Sandiego sort of like run it like when I was thinking like because I literally didn't know anything about it other right. than like there's like literally the image that's behind me right now on stream is like the promo image. So it very much looks like you're like traveling or something. I thought it would be like a going all over the world as an assassin or something like I, I really didn't know what to expect. But um, yeah, when I actually got in there and saw what it was, I was like, oh, this is actually really, really cool. It's a neat idea. So um, like I say, it's not it's not free. Um, and some people have been complaining about the price, but it was it was pretty fun. And I, I would like so if anyone else is playing Murderous Pursuits, um, do let me know, because I think it could be really fun to to go in and play with friends. As far as I know, you either play like a quick match sort of a thing or you play a private lobby. I don't think you can like open up a private lobby for other people. I think it just backfills with AI probably so that you can't like game the system in any way. But um, I don't think you can just make like a public match with your friends. So, but still, I mean, we could do it with like three or four people on a game night and fill mm -hmm. the rest with AI. And like I said, it's still challenging and still super fun. Yeah. And I know a lot of people who may have played the ship are like, Oh, this is the ship. And uh, like you Mm -hmm. said, and but I still think that uh, when this game goes on sale of with a four pack or something, it'd be worth mm. picking up for to have a special game night because I think, I think that's where it'd be a lot of fun is playing with friends and and having that 
even even having people giving away their position on Discord mm-hmm. adds to the fun, I think. Yeah. And it sounds really cool. And and what I from what I've seen of the screenshots, it's been it's been kicking around on Twitter for the last couple of days and and it, it looks it looks really neat. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I like I'm I say, all like for, it, it yeah. does seem to have the same mechanics as the ship, but it is mm. um, like updated. It's an updated engine, updated you know animations, all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, I really I really enjoyed it, and I I do cool. recommend it. And like I said, if you are playing, then uh, make sure that you hop over into our Discord and uh, and definitely let me know because it's a lot of fun. It cool. really is a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so uh, again, our Discord is bit.ly slash TGI Discord. If you'd like to support the show, you can go over to patreon.com slash gamersin. We have a patron ad this week from Simon, who says, Returning from hiatus, Weekly News Desk is a podcast all about the geek news this week. You can join your two Knucklehead hosts, Andrew and Simon, as they keep you informed on movies, TV, video games, and books. You can find them on iTunes or at weeklynews.com. And Simon, I do apologize. I meant to do your ad in between our talk about Hearthstone and Murderous Pursuits, and I totally forgot because that is going to be it for us tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, my throat is is killing me. I have to stop talking, so I didn't mean to do your ad at the end of the show. I very, very, very much apologize. Um, but that is going to do it for us tonight. You can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find me, at Jocelyn at Jocelyn Ryan is Dar Murphy, and don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers Inn. The video versions of all our episodes will be streamed on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash thegamersin and are available after the fact on both Twitch and at bit.ly slash TGI VODs. If you'd like to email the show and let us know what you think about Monster Hunt, God of War, or Murderous Pursuits, please do so at info at gamersinpodcast.com. Thanks for staying at the Gamers Inn. Remember, tune in next week. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone.